0: Welcome to Inside Rugby League, the podcast brought to you by the Yorkshire Evening Post. I'm Richard Byram and joining me on the line from St. Helens where he's covering the Leeds Rhinos v Huddersfield Giants game this evening is my colleague Peter Smith. Hi Peter. Hi Richard. Yeah, a little bit of a, a breezy
1: St. Helens, um, so if you can hear any interference on the line it's it's the wind, but yeah just, just sat in the main stand here along with about 30 other people, both teams for the first game, which is um, Hulk Hauer against St Helens, are out on the pitch warming up. Um,
0: and it's going to be an interesting evening all round I think. Um, not quite sure why this has been played at St Helens, really. I've, I've been
1: very supportive of the RFL and Super League. I think they're doing an, an excellent job getting fixtures on during this very difficult time. Um, Seems a bit odd to be staging um, a Yorkshire derby or another Yorkshire derby on the other side of the Pennines. But I suppose it, it depends on what what Saints want. But it's it's certainly not ideal. It was a long drive over here from um, from Yorkshire. I've come over from York. It took um, well over two hours to get here, nearly two and a half hours. Um, so not ideal but hopefully both teams will get here in in plenty of time, it won't have
0: too much uh, effect on the game. Let's hope not, no, as as you say, it seems very strange that the game should be played over there, I guess it's because each ground has been allocated and sanitised and so on in advance, and obviously probably Sky TV were there last night, weren't they, for the games, so probably the equipment and everything is already in place uh, for tonight's games. Fortunately the fans obviously on this occasion aren't having to make that battle over the M62, although I suppose many wish they were, Uh, but as you say, uh, from what I can gather, uh, when Sky do games, so much of the infrastructure is already in place, and then they just come along and sort of attach the cameras and so on at the last minute. Yeah, I think think that's the case,
1: It, it makes sense doesn't it, I think the idea of having um, double or triple headers and a whole round um, sort of mini magic weekend if you like a, a whole at one venue over a couple of days makes sense in in these times it's cutting down on costs isn't it I mean every, everybody hopes this isn't going to go on for too much longer but it's beginning to look like it
0: it might unfortunately yes but, um, I don't know whether there the needs to be
1: a just a, a look at the fixtures and and so teams aren't having to to travel over the M62 if they can avoid it, because it's not, it's not the most reliable of motorways, is it? It, it would be. I think last week Saints arrived late at Leeds for the for the game against Suddersfield last week, and that kicked off later than it um, than it should have done. Yeah. and and that's not that's not ideal, is it really? I suppose when fans aren't are travelling, it's less of a less of a problem. But who who are playing casts um, here at? Um, I was going to say Nosley Road, then here at um, <laughs> TW Stadium in, in St Helens on Sunday, both having played separate matches here on Thursday. It just That's for the BBC. It just seems a little bit unnecessary to, to drag two Yorkshire teams over the Pennines for that one. Maybe could have played it um, at Huddersfield if that's available, or Headingley or Hidingale somewhere like that. But um, and I'm actually talking to um, Darrell Powell about it and he's he's not happy, it's it's a ridiculous decision to have to come back here for for Yorkshire Derby in the Cup, but it is what it is Um, the the important thing is games are are being played, we're getting games on Um, i say it's not as if fans are being being inconvenienced, because unfortunately there aren't any being allowed in Um, but it's, it's just a bit inconvenient for the teams, it's not ideal but I uh, say no excuses. Um, teams from, from the west of the Pennines are having to travel east to Edwinley as well at times. So it's just a case of of
0: making do and, and getting on with it and and as best teams can I think. Yeah, and let's hope that the games you see this evening are, are as good as the ones that we saw last night. a uh, couple of crackers there, Hull just edging out my team, Wakefield and Castleford again losing out in the last few minutes against Warrington but again two really good games for the neutral. plenty of effort and some good tries scored. and uh, you know both games in in the balance till right at the end of the match which is is what you want you know we spoke last week about blowouts and the dangers of one team running in 50 or 60 points without replying you know I thought Wakefield were much better uh, last night than they have been in recent weeks and Really deserve something from the game, but uh, as is often the case, when you look out and you're down at the bottom, those little video ref decisions or forward passes or a couple of tries that they bombed as well, didn't they? Um, you know, they're, they're the sort of passes that stick and you go on and you score and you win the game. And I felt for Wakefield last night, you know, they had a couple of Connor Bailey and Yusuf Aiden making debuts from out of the academy. And they gave a, a really good effort. I think one of the problems with Wakefield is they do seem to let the other team build up a bit of a lead and they're always playing catch-up uh, rather than kind of defending a lead. But that said, you know, I, I felt they were really unlucky last night and I don't think many Wakefield fans could co- complain about the efforts and endeavour of the team, which maybe they could have done in the last few weeks.
1: I think, um, I think that's a, a pretty good analysis. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with... I would agree with that. Um, I think I thought Wakefield did deserve something from the game. Nowadays, with Golden Point, you don't get anything from games do you, unless no. you win. <laughs> but it was one of those where both teams would probably feel they did enough to earn a, a point from it. Um, Wakefield just left Hull, Um get away from them a little bit in that second half. But considering all the disruption to had had, they get yeah. back into training until three days before the game. They've had another positive COVID test, so that's obviously caused disruption. They've got various people who are still isolating and they've got some injuries. So it, it, was, a, it was a brave effort, I thought, and it was a step in the right direction. But Wakefield need to get a win on, on the board. They don't want to go... Um, much longer on this losing run. It's already the recent records not great. I think five wins in something like 20 odd, odd games, um, not once since sport really started. It's a concern. Having said that, there's no relegation this year. Um, so it's it's not as if it's a crisis situation. And it, it has allowed um, Chris Chester to introduce a couple of young players. It's been wanting to give. Aguero uh, and um, Bailey ago for quite a while now, and it's good that they um, they've got an opportunity. Titus Bars, they've got an, another one out, so that's that's a positive. And these kids, you would say, are, are the future of the club. Obviously, there's always going to be room for um,
0: for good signings if you can make them. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um the I'm not going to. Um yeah, th-
1: there's, there's always room for, for um big signings from other clubs or overseas, but successful teams tend to build from from their own player base and Whitefield are doing that and, and credit to them and let's hope you Now we've got Jack Croft and, and others have had a chance this year. Let's hope we can see some Whitefield players come through this season when the pressure of relegation off and, and get an opportunity with all the midweek games and things clearly the squads gonna have to be used so I think that's um, I think that's one positive they can take out of it the, the fact that young players are getting a go um, other game Last night was obviously Castleford against Warrington, and again Castleford. I thought unlucky not to get something out, for, out of the game. Warrington only led for two minutes, but well, there were the two minutes that count. The,
0: yeah. the last two heartbreaking for Cast to to concede a try in the um, in the last um, seconds of the game.
1: Really, it looked like they'd done enough to hang on. Um, But as Daryl Powell said afterwards, they're not playing particularly well at the moment. He admitted it was a a painful result to take, but he didn't particularly feel Cass had had deserved to win. Um, It's a concern for them. Their form hasn't been great since lockdown. They're not playing as well as they were way back in March before Super League was halted. I think part of that problem has been uncertainty and changes in the half-back area. Jacob Truman missed out again, but he's back in the side for Sunday's cup tie against Hull, and if he plays it, there'll be a lot more, more of a balanced side. They'll look better, obviously, when they've got Truman and Richardson playing together in the house. It'll allow Pete Matautier to play more of his natural winning game, and, um, you know, and you'd know, fancy Cass against most teams when they've got Truman and Richardson playing together if they're playing well. They're, at the moment, I think their best hope of, of winning something this year is going to be the Challenge Cup or even reaching a final because they're falling away from the top four as things stand at the moment. Of course, with points percentage, which is how the table's decided now, we don't know how that's going to work out, but um, I think Cass's chances of the top four finish the year. Um, looking a bit uh, bit of
0: a long shot now, unfortunately. Yeah, that was certainly the suggestion after the game last night that they'd be struggling to get in the top four now with that defeat. And as you say, the, the Cup does offer a good chance, even though it is only three days after uh, they've played in the league. But again, as we've said many times, there's not much you can do about that. We've just got to get on with it and roll the dice and mix the squads up. And, you know, some chance for somebody else to become a hero, maybe, rather than the usual names. Uh, and sorry, Rich. Sorry, as, as you were saying with Wakefield, you know, the one positive um, of it all is that they are giving youngsters a chance. They can see now whether they are up to playing in the first team uh, both this season and for the longer term. And as you say, with teams like Castleford, maybe they can't get to the grand final now, but you know they've certainly got a great chance in the Challenge Cup and... From what I saw of Hall the other night, you'd, and Cass, you'd, you'd fancy Cass, uh, you know, if, if they're on the game, I think they'd beat Hall on Sunday.
1: I think, yeah, I think they will. I think if, if Cass play well, they are better team than Hall. But um, it's going out there and playing well and doing isn't it. It all seems to be just finding a little bit of um, form, perhaps, under Andy last your coach. You can never tell what you're going to get with Hall. They're, they're rocks or diamonds, aren't they? Um, they, I don't think they were they were particularly good against um, against Wakey, but they're capable of so much more and they're going to have some more players available this week or this weekend. So it'll be interesting to see. The good thing is both teams have, have had the same short build-up, so that's not favourite one team or the other. And it should be a good cup tie for the, uh, for the television viewers.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, again, Hull, obviously, they rested or, or chose, a, chose a team for the league game and one for the cup game on Sunday because, of, of course, as well, they'd be fancying the chances of getting back to Wembley again where they've had a good record in recent years. I'm sure players like Gareth Ellis will be determined to try and lift the cup one more time before they retire. Yeah, um, I, I don't know if you, can, if you can hear, but they've just turned the they've turned the tunnel. Yeah, so on the the week, you know, we're,
1: we're getting closer to kick off time for Saints versus Walker out so it might be <laughs> I think we won't we need to wrap this up fairly uh, fairly shortly but just just a couple of other things mentioning this yeah. week is is um the fact that we do now have a different way of uh, deciding the league table and also hopes for putting fans back in stadiums at the end of this month, stroke the start of next month, hanging by the thread as, yes. as things stand. All that seems to change um, on a daily basis. Just wonder what your your thoughts on on those are. Well, clearly, some something has to be done about having these matches postponed. It looks like some clubs this year just aren't going to be able to fit 22 rounds in before um, the middle of November when the regular season is due to finish. So I think. The fact that they've they, the RFL struck Super league, made announcement, and made it early is a is a positive. Whether points, uh, what, points percentage, as they're calling it, is the right way to do it, I don't know. It's as good a way as any. Probably, it was interesting that um, it moved Catalan right up the table yes.
0: when it was introduced uh, the other day. Um, tough, obviously, on team to there's have been that much movement, though, really. And, and as I say, it's, it's just one of those things. It's probably as good a
1: method as any Mallor idea. But could maybe have either gone. I know an alternative proposal was for every match that wasn't played to be a nil, nil draw, and for each team to get one point. But I don't think that's ideal, particularly when we've got golden point and we, we're supposed to, don't have draws anymore suggested by Kevin was to award a team that's not caused the game to be cardinals So if, if uh, one teams have COVID tests and can't play, um, the other team will get a 20-0 win. Again, you can see pluses and minuses to that. Teams are maybe going to get punished for, for what's not their fault. Clearly, if, players who are going to find a track choice so or a testing positive for COVID, it may, it may be their fault if we've been without um, social distancing that sort of thing but it's not with any of the talks for so that's my no idea either. So I think the RFL have just again been, been stuck in an impossible position to, to make a decision and they come up with something so you we know, can't argue too much with that they just make the, the table very predictable. you just don't know what's, what's going to
0: happen and how it's going to work out. No, I, I, well, I'd agree with you, Peter, in that you know, at least we know now the situation rather than maybe getting another month or six weeks down the line and saying, oh, well, it's obvious the season isn't going to finish now, so we'll just have the table as it is. I know in uh, football they had an issue, didn't they, where the, the seasons for... Uh, League 1 and 2 finished early and they ended up having to work it out on a, a points-per-game points per basis, wasn't it? And I think it was Wickham Wanderers who uh, managed to get into the playoffs as a result of that and then went up via the playoffs, whereas a couple of the teams who were in the playoffs at the time the season ended dropped out. I think Peterborough United were one of them and of course there uh, a great fury, particularly then when Wickham went on to get promotion to the Championship. So at least everybody knows where they stand with this change. As you say, nothing's ideal, but really in this season of all seasons, what can you do? It's really, you know, we spoke a few times on here that it seems highly unlikely that all the teams through no fault of their own will be able to play all of the games. So we have to find a way of uh, reckoning that up. So at the end of it, there's some kind of table that makes sense to give us four semi-finalists to go through to the grand final. In terms of crowds, um, again, with the changes in the COVID rules this week, it would seem that uh, the hope for uh, attendances of people being allowed back into grounds at the start of October may not now happen. I know Cambridge United in football and Doncaster St. Ledger were supposed to have crowds this week and weekend uh, as, as part of these COVID pilots, but they're going to be back behind closed doors again now. And that makes it harder Then you know, 1st of October is only a few weeks away uh, to come up with a plan to get people in. Um, I know Ralph Freeman I think, has said today that the RFL are going to ask the government again to perhaps rethink that policy. But it's hard to see how you can make an exception for rugby league, you know, league one, league two, clubs with similar-sized crowds in football, for an example, or rugby union clubs with uh, those similar-sized crowds. You know, up in the Premiership there would also be saying, well, what about us? Why can't we do it? Why can't we get crowds in and make some money ourselves? Of course, on top of that, then, it, it cast out of whether Crowds will be allowed into the Challenge Cup final in October and the Grand Final in November. Hopefully, maybe by November, the situation, which, as you say, rightly changes from day to day and seemingly hour to hour sometimes, uh, may well change again in a couple of weeks and we may get back on track. And I sincerely hope that we do um, for Rubber League and for Allsport, really. You know, I think it's essential. And just finally, um, Peter, just a, a few fixture changes um, that we've seen come through in the last uh, few minutes. whole uh, KRV leads on a Thursday afternoon at 3.30. <laughs> yeah, just, uh,
1: just looking at that, yeah, but, uh, um, another trip over the Pennines for Derby. That's at Warrington yeah. on the um, on the 24th of September. It's going to be a long day that because at 8:15 Castleford Castleford, playing um in the um, on the at the same venue. Interesting, the Hull versus Leeds isn't on Sky. It's, it'll be on the IR League app for season ticket holders. Um, at six o'clock you've got Hull versus Salford, which is on Sky. and 15 Cusford versus Huddersfield, which is also on Sky. Um, that's on the, the 24th of September. The following day at the Halloway Jones you've got Warrington against Catalans on Sky, and Wigan up against Wakefield at eight fifteen, also on the on Sky. And just one other fixture change to mention or fixture addition, edition. Um, as you can tell I think it seems yeah. uh, about to emerge. on um, well, the seventeenth of September at three PM Thursday, just a standalone game. that's Wakefield versus Huddersfield at the John Smith Stadium. So that'll be interesting. Just one one game on its on its own at, um, at Huddersfield on the Thursday afternoon. Um, and that's on um, our league, but not on um, Sky. So um, if you're a season ticket holder and you don't have access to Sky, get yourself registered with the RFOs, our league app, and you'll be able to watch that game uh, free of
0: charge. You will indeed. And as Jim Morrison said, the once said, strange days indeed. I uh, <laughs> excellent. <Yes. laughs> um, I think people used to joke at one time, didn't they, that, you know, football got that mad that it was, you know, they'd play each other on a Tuesday tea time at four o'clock if it was going to be on TV. And I think we're reaching those days now, aren't we? (laughs) Any time of the day, really, from from lunchtime onwards is possible. Uh, You know, if, if you can turn up, we'll get the cameras there and we'll get it on. That seems to be the new policy. Yeah, it does. Well, I suppose it's, if it's not in the sky, and France can't get in then. No, and not suppose it makes much difference. Just that the only um, thing, I think, is about nature uh, of the day. So, so yeah, that will be interesting. Though um, it's just good that, said, it's just good that we're getting these games, these games on, and uh, let's hope
1: it stays that way and we don't have any more late, late constellations.
0: Sure. Anyway, Peter, the strains of John Denver rather than the doors are coming through here. So uh, I, think we'll, I think we'll leave it there. We'll wrap it up and say thanks for your time and comments as usual. Uh, you can get the latest updates, as we always say, from Peter's Twitter account at petersmithyep or the website uk for the latest rugby league news and coronavirus news and sports news in general. But I think we'll leave it there and say to Peter, enjoy the games and we'll speak again soon.